Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Hey, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Today I speak to Kiki Westerberg. Kiki is a coach for coaches servicing the Swedish market. Kiki started her online business as a traditional business coach, but then she realized that she had built the wrong business for herself. Then she started to work with other coaches and changed her business and, you know, added a whole load of other stuff. And today she's going to talk to us about her journey, how she actually built a business she absolutely loves. So we talked about things like, you know, setting goals in line with your purpose, balancing your masculine and feminine energy in your business, and also how to start listening to yourself more so that you can pivot to a business that makes you happier. So let's dive right in. Hi, Kiki. Thank you very much for being with us. Um, I know that you started off as a business coach in online business and then threw in some spirituality and some life coaching. I'm very interested in hearing the story of your pivot and how everything worked out for you. Mm. Thank you for for having me as a guest in your podcast. And uh, yeah, it's um, maybe it's not so so strange at, as it sounds in, in the beginning because I, ha- I have a background I have a back- background as an accountant for almost 25 years oh, wow. and uh, and then I I throw myself out in the online space uh, as early as 2015 so it was very new and I, I live in Sweden and in Sweden it was very odd to work online and uh, and people were asking me how you can't work online, but uh, I, I took that step. And then, as a natural of my background as an accountant, I first worked as a business coach. So it was regular business coaching. And uh, but I am also a coach, a trained coach. I am a certified coach, and then I am also an NLP master practitioner. So this this side with with the, with the with the life coaching things and, and especially with the spirituality and 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 finding your higher purpose that is one of my the topics that that I love to work with clients on so so it 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 almost transitioned itself from from business to to um, what what drives us as as a business owner or what 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 is it what's important in life so um, it was my own interest that that led me to in this direction again was the interest there before you started um you know business coaching or is it something that developed later in your life no it it has been an interest uh, since i was a a little girl and I have always been interested in these things, but uh, then when I started in, in school, I was very good at maths. So everyone said you have to do something to, where you can use your brain and everything. So so it went. It was working with with companies and economics and all this. That um, but the, this this interest was something that grew inside of me during a lot of years. So um, and maybe it's because of my age. So. It has become a bigger, bigger part of my life. 
That's right. So did that make you feel that, you know, staying in the, in the business side of things, did it make you feel like there was a lack of, you know, people were maybe not giving enough importance to the spiritual side of things in business? Is, is this, you know, one of the drivers? Yeah, yeah, sort of, because um, I've always been uh, attracted to, to how to set goals and how to achieve your goals and, and this, this uh, side of, of business. But I have also met so many business businessmen and women that have uh, a, a, what you can call a success, successful business, but it doesn't come from inside. They do it because uh, they have customers and they do it because people say that this is what they, they are good at. But it's, it's, not, um, it's not something that it's inside of them. They have never uh, worked anything with, with finding their higher purpose and finding what they're meant to do because they have never had the time. And so that's exactly how it was for me. I had extreme amount of work. I have a lot of clients and a, and a very profitable business during a lot of years, but I wasn't happy inside. So you so you started off from your own search for more purpose, if yeah. I get this correctly. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. yes. I see that a lot in my clients. Sometimes I find that, you know, um, I start working with the client and they don't really have a problem with um with getting, you know, new clients, but mm. they are looking at pivoting and changing their business because they've realized that the business they built doesn't light them up, doesn't make them happy. Mm. Uh, this is actually uh, very much a uh, part of my story as well. The first business mm. I created, I did not really enjoy it very much. And I realized that it wasn't um, what I really wanted to do. Mm. And hence uh, my online business and, you know, going back to teaching and helping other people, you know, get clients online. But how did you go through the pivot of, you know, because it's scary, you know, once you realize, okay, this business doesn't light me up. I need more. Mm. I need more spirituality. I need more of me. I need something different. You know, how, yeah. how did you make the change? Because it takes courage, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes courage. But sometimes uh, there's more to it than courage. Uh, you know, I woke up one morning and I started my online business in 2015. But in 2016, and I had it... Um, along with my other business. And suddenly one morning, and I think this was February 2016, I woke up very, very early one morning. And then I just felt inside that, oh my God, this is enough. No more of this. And I went to my office and then I sat down at my desk and I wrote a letter to more than 60 of my, my old and very <laughs> old customers and said, mm -hmm. this is it. I'm quitting. Oh, wow. So you actually, wow. How much time did it take you then to, you know, to. Yeah. It, and then it took me, took me two months after that. I, I gave my, my employees a notice and that was also very scary and, and told them that I'm not going to do this anymore because I had a, quite a, a big business and, um, and then they they could take over the business, so so it was okay for them. <laughs> but it took me about two years to yeah to transit from from this 
this other business and, and into to just online business. Of course, wow. But, but then when I, when I started looking at the online business that I built, I realized that I have built a similar business that I went from. I have built this business coaching business, coaching business mm-hmm. about business strategies and all these uh, masculine things uh, that um, I was used to working with. So then I started to think again, as you said, what am I building? Well, this isn't the business that I really wanted to, to have. That's right. I, I get you completely when you say, you know, the, the masculine and the feminine side of things. I think mm. we get drawn into, especially especially perhaps more in uh, in a regular, you know, brick and mortar mm. business. We're always taught to do things um, in a very masculine way. You have to be hard. You have to be, you know, good with money. You have to make certain decisions, drive, drive, drive. It's all about revenue. And I think uh, I, I do agree that at some stage you come to a point where you kind of need, need to soften it and add a mm. little bit of what's really you, especially for women. You know, we, we don't tend to function very naturally in a very male-directed mm. uh, environment. So I think sometimes, yeah. sometimes women become too male to fulfill the success criteria of business Mm. And then it ends up leaving us feeling a little bit empty. So, mm. you know, um, I'm really interested in hearing then sort of what were the next steps that you took yeah. to, and, and the, to add this to your business. Yeah. And the next step was actually when I started uh, starting working with my own uh, spirituality and working with the, with the female energy and then this is something that i i talk a lot about this i call it uh, in swedish it's called energy imbalance it's it's i like to talk about there has to be a balance between this feminine and this masculine energy and this mm-hmm. has nothing to do about if you're male or female it, it's uh, it's two sides of, of, of something like yin and yang or or, or something like that so um, and i have been trained in this masculine energy and then the masculine energy it's things like um, goals strategies problem solving decision making and uh, pursuing a, a linear course and all these things and then when i start to to um, to realize that my feminine side was uh, almost asleep we can say mm-hmm. <laughs> i have to i have to work with that to to awaken it and that's right it's, it's very much about working on this intuitive side that i have inside of me but i have been had uh, closed it had been closed for so many years so i have to shake it around a bit and, and waken it up oh wow excellent and what what kind of you know, what did you add to your programs, for instance, that made them a little bit more spiritual? You know, what are the tools that you use in your business? Because I know that mm. you're, I know you're coaching coaches these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, what are the elements of the coaching that help you sort of add the feminine side to, to all this, you know, the goal setting, which is ultimately necessary. All the other stuff is necessary too. But yeah, know, yeah. What are these feminine yeah. elements? Yeah, these feminine elements, it's, um, it's very much about uh, the silence. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I recorded a podcast episode the other day that talked about uh, how to how to how to nurture this feminine side. And I talked there about things like meditation and uh, uh-huh. and creative writing and um, and uh, I talked about visualization and and a lot of other things. There are a lot of things that you can do, but it has something in common to all these things, and it's the silence. To be in silence and to be in stillness and to hear these little voices inside of you. And if you think these voices come from God or if they come from universe or if they just come from inside of you, that doesn't matter. It's it's about silencing the world around us Mm -hmm. so you can hear your inner voice. And and when you hear your inner voice, you start to, to... you notice these small messages that that makes you find a way through your higher purpose and then when you when you have worked on this side then you can set the goals i see okay that that makes absolute sense to me so how much time for instance so what you're talking about here is actually almost like a spiritual practice so doing um, it reminds me a little bit, actually, of the Miracle Morning because, um, mm. you know, it involves um, doing your journaling in the morning and doing mm. your meditations. So, you know, how long does it take until you're successful? Let's say you're a very busy person, you're stuck in your head right now and you want to start mm. softening and going to the more feminine side. Hmm. How long does it take? You know, I don't. I don't think a couple of meditation sessions would be enough. You know, there no, no, no. And and, uh, if you are very stuck in this masculine um, area of doing things, uh, it takes a lot of practice. But it's not. It it doesn't have to be so difficult because all these things that you mentioned this miracle morning which i also have read and it mm-hmm. has inspired me a lot uh, to to do different things and it doesn't matter if you you don't have to do all these things in a in a certain yeah in a certain manner as long as you do something and you do it regularly and it, it could I, I like to say, say to people, maybe just sit in silence 10 minutes per day. That is a very good start. And, and uh, then if you are interested, you can... I, I really like meditation. That is something that I really, really, really love for myself. And, um, but, but you don't have to do a very complicated meditation. To, to sit in silence for 10 minutes, it's also meditation because you, you learn how to how to be with yourself. That's and that right. can be quite, <laughs> quite difficult for, to start with, but it... Uh, yes, especially to... difficult if you're not in the right place. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> especially mm-hmm. difficult, mm-hmm. yeah. But you can also take a walk mm-hmm. outside, because, uh, and, and then take a walk without, without these... Uh, things in your ear and a podcast or or some music and take a walk and and just be with yourself if you if you have the trouble with kids and family and all all other things in the evening or in the morning if you take a walk then something happens indeed indeed i can definitely relate to that um 
Definitely relate to that. I used to be one of those people who always walk with headphones. I'd always have a podcast on or a training mm-hmm. session. I'd always be listening to a book or something. Um, but I have, I think, for the last, well, since the pandemic started, actually, <laughs> I I don't want noise in my head in my head when I walk anymore because, mm. I, like you said, I want to leave all of that at home now mm-hmm. because uh, a home is so much um busy yeah. people spend so much more time at home these days yeah so yeah i have noticed um that it does sort of uh, it does give you more peace whereas you know you don't really slow down that much when you're still listening to no things that are business related you're not really relaxing you're mm. moving your legs it might be good for your heart and for your circulation but it's still not good um yeah. for your soul i suppose and then I have another and another uh, and, and actually this is a challenge for, for a lot of people and it was also a challenge for me the first time that I did it. Uh, I, I told myself that I would have one week in silence and that this is not the silence from, from friends and from, from other people but silence from input, from others' input mm-hmm. as podcasts, books. And, and reading other blogs and just mm-hmm. be with my own content. Yes. And the things that ideas that are in my head. And the first time I should, did this, it was very, very scary. And I, I love to read in the evening and I love to listen to podcasts and everything. But it was a fantastic experience because there was a lot of things that was my own that that came out as ideas and 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 blog posts and everything when i didn't have any uh, uh, yeah other people's advice in my ears absolutely that's one thing i i always tell people when they join my group program i tell them now you have to do the mental switch from consumer oh, from yeah. content consumer to content creator mm. and what that means is that in spite of how much you love social media <laughs> You just need to stay away from it as much as possible, at least, you know, competitors, because trends tend to sway us. You know, we see a trend and we kind of want to try it. We see a topic and we think, oh, I should be talking about that as well. And in some instances, it is right to also talk about what's happening, you know, Uh, like there are big things happening in the world sometimes where obviously you are a part of it. but very often, you know, you, you stop yourself from, be, from straying from your path when you do this. So it's mm. like you said, you start realizing you already have a lot of content ideas. Sometimes other people's voices actually drown the voice in your head. Yeah. That's why you think you don't have ideas. Mm. But we all do. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. So... So tell us what you're doing now, um, because I'm very interested with the way you connect um, all these different tools, you know, and, and how you help coaches actually, mm-hmm. I suppose, not only find their own spirituality, but then, you know, I think if I get this right, correct me if I'm wrong, they would also perhaps use it with their own clients. Yes, yes, of course. And, and that is that is something that, that I, I I had to think for a long time and and maybe this was with one of my quiet quiet days where i finally saw saw how it all 
fit together because I, I like you, I also have a, a podcast, but this is in Swedish. And in the podcast, I, I talk to everyone who is in, interested in spirituality and finding their, their purpose. And then I have my Instagram account and, and there I talk a, a bit about business and spirituality. And then I have my programs where I have a coaching for coaches So I finally find a, a very good good way of, of uh, it, yeah, it all made sense in my business. It was, so I, um, I teach coaches how to become unstoppable, as I call it. And uh, I like that. I teach, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that. And, and when I teach them how to be unstoppable, they, they learn how to, manage these both sides, both this masculine and this feminine side. So I, I mix uh, NLP and NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And I mix these tools with these uh, spiritual, spiritual tools for, for, um, and making their very, very resilient and, and very, very unstoppable uh, in their own businesses. And then, of course, uh, in my bigger program, I also help them with with uh, business strategies in in the in the back end, and especially then for for the online business model. Wow, that sounds really good, actually. Um, so, so then you can actually teach them the tools which they use with their clients. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. teach their clients how to use, um, for instance, NLP and things like that. So, d- does it kind of help you, if I understand correctly? Does it help you with things like, um, you know, like your personal life and your personal habits, as well as how yeah. it all sort of blends in with business? Yeah, it, it, NLP for me, it's, uh, and, and NLP, uh, maybe I should explain a little bit about it. NLP, it's about how we communicate with others and ourselves and how we use our brain, both the, this uh, conscious and this unconscious mm-hmm. brain that we have. And then uh, we, we look at the patterns that we, uh, that we act upon and then the strategies that takes us from point A to point B. And uh, So, so this is really an area you can use it just in your personal life and you can use it in your business. It's, it's, um, it's very, it's very broad topic. It's, it's more about living things the NLP way. Uh, and then I really like to mix this with, with the spiritual side of things. Gosh, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Sounds really good. So, okay. So as you know, you know, the podcast is our, my podcast is mostly about content. So I'm really interested into, you know, how changing this, um, how the pivot worked when it came to creating content. You touched Mm. on it when you said, you know, these three different places, you have three different types of content. Yeah. So Mm. how does, um, how did you pivot your content as well as pivoting um, the business? You know, how, how did it work out? Yeah, and, and uh, it started, actually, I had, I started my blog in 2016. So when I started working with you, mm-hmm. uh, I had about 250 blog posts. That's right, that's right. And it was, it was a mess, I can say. 
<laughs> there was no oh it there I have a lot of good blog posts, but there was no there was no plan and it was no strategy. It was very, very broad business content to everyone who had a business. And uh, to talk to everyone, that that isn't, it's not so good. But I still, I had a lot of good content. And um, then you forced me to do this exercise about my ideal client. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are the only one that, that, that made me go through this whole exercise. And that was one of the best things that I ever have done. Because when I looked at the people, the person who was my ideal client, then I saw this coach. Okay. So, so that was the first thing that that uh, led to this pivot. And uh, when I started my uh, keyword research on this topic, I realized that uh, the posts that ranked best on my blog they had nothing to do with with the services that I offered. So it was uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, it was uh, not so good. Advantage, of course. And it's, it's very common, I think, when you don't have a strategy yet. So mm. that's what happens, sort of things kind of happen randomly. Mm. So, uh, so this, this uh, content auditing that you put me to do was, <laughs> was a quite, a, quite a good work to do. That's right. But uh, it, it, it really went well, because uh, when I had to get some strategies on my content and I had to divide it up in these these three different categories, mm-hmm. then I really couldn't see an increase in traffic to the right blog posts. And then I could fill my blog with more right, more of the right stuff. And uh, now, and there's maybe it's uh, eight months later, I see a very, very big increase in, in traffic and the right clients. That's right. Mm. That's, that's the most important thing that you finally get the right clients. Mm. Excellent. So how did you work out the topics? Um, you know, through, because since you were changing, um, did you start right away with, you know, doing content for the clients you wanted to attract in the future? Or did you, you know, sort of start start writing maybe for the people you're serving? How did it work for you? No, I, I was already working with coaches, mm-hmm. but I hadn't, I hadn't uh, done the same with my content. I, st- I was still writing to everyone, but I worked with coaches. Okay. So that was, uh, that's what was not aligned. So I, um, I started to rewrite some of the posts uh, to, to, to really match up to the clients I really worked with. So I took the best posts and, and uh, did some adjustments to them. And then it was all about structurizing the posts so they had, so people could find them and link them together and then, and then start producing more of very specific topics as more of NLP, more of, of how, to, how to work as a coach and, and um, yeah, some of that kind of very topics. Good, very good. And how did you get the posts out there? What did you use, you know, to, to share them? You mean uh, technically? Um, no, I mean sort of platform. So how did you share them with your audience? Did you, you know... Oh, my, 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 my main platform is uh, when I turn to, to my paying clients, it is uh, my Instagram account. 
So I often talk about the content uh, there. And, and, but I have to say that I see most of the, the increase, it's, uh, it comes from Google. It comes from Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent, which is a good place to be, actually, because there are some, um, a lot of changes coming up with social media. And it, mm. it can be quite hard to, to keep up with the, with the way they, they make the changes. Um, and in social media, in my Instagram account, I already have the right people. So there I, I, all, I talk about these things in, in my Instagram account, but I didn't do that on my blog. So this was quite a, so yeah, I think this was the big change. In, in, and it, it was so much easier to write when I didn't have to write to everyone. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's quite crazy because especially in your case, you had already niched. You didn't have to pick a niche. You had already niched. You just yeah. were not taking advantage of that in your content. In fact, sometimes, very often, uh, I, I come across people who are either beginning to niche or they're hesitant to niche and that is why mm. their content is not working but you are so ready <laughs> you're so ready yeah but but i was also hesitating too but i i think i niched uh, without knowing that i have niched and but but i can see uh, um, my business is much more i have a better business the, the more i i i dare to to niche even more that's right absolutely mm-hmm. Wow. So, Kiki, I'd like to ask you one final question, which I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. And that is sort of, which is the one piece of content you've created over the years that you feel has had, uh, you know, the biggest impact on your business? Is there one piece? (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, it it, it is one piece, but it's still, it's still, a lot of blog posts, but uh-huh. the one piece that always um, makes people want to read and want to know more about me, it's the one post about the story that I told you about when I left, uh, when I when I gave 60, 60 customers uh, a notice. And that's the story when I when I went to the office and I tell that in, in, in different, but when I first told this in a blog post, Mm-hmm. It was uh, a really a uh, high converting story, and I o- often tell it because that is uh, a part of what I what I stand for to to follow your follow your your heart. Oh wow, excellent! That's great. So yeah, so storytelling, and of course, something that inspires your clients because yeah. that's what you're doing. You're inspiring mm-hmm. them to go from what they. Are currently doing to maybe finding something that has their higher purpose weaved mm. into their business. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Kiki. Um, is there a place where our audience can find you so that they can find out more about you? Yeah, it is. It is my uh, my website, and it, it's uh, kikivesterberg.se, and then it is my Instagram that is mm-hmm. called the same. Kiki Westerberg as well. Yeah. Okay, so we'll add those to the show notes to make sure you can find them easily. You can just go to stephaniefitiani.com slash podcast and it will be the first, the first one in the list. You can find um, the show notes and the links that we talked about today. Thank you so much for your time, Kiki. Thank you for being with us. 
it's been a really, really interesting journey to listen to your story. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful. If you'd like to give me some feedback or a question, leave a review on iTunes or a comment on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way. See you in the next episode.